You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 103 decibels, and they're just getting started as Zerline sets up. For a 57-yard try to win the NFC Championship game. The hold is down. The kick clears the line. And Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. L.A. will play for the Lombardi. Greg Zerline from 48 in regulation and 57 in overtime. 26 23 it's over and the superdome is silent speechless speechless is the word right now waddle checks in an extra tackle it's all your bigs devlin Devlin is in. in burkhead allen behind him allen to the left along with gronkowski Second and goal to go from the two. Allen motions left to right, then reverses direction. Brady under center. A give to Burkett. Runs it left for the win! Touchdown, Patriots! And they're bound for Super Bowl 53! What a call, Sosi. We're going back, baby. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. America's worst nightmare is back. We're going to our fourth Super Bowl in five years. Pack your bags. Start our buses. We're coming home, Boston. Oh my God, can't believe it. It's not their year, right? It just might be. It just might be. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester on a new microphone. And with me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. I hear you were rolling. I was on Twitter, You're, and uh, it sounds like you rolled seven straight strikes recently. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not, I think we've discussed on the podcast before, I, I bowl like once or twice a year. I'm not exactly a bowler. I'm not very good. My goal is like, I mean, if I, I, I need to break 100, obviously. If I break 120, it's a great game. And uh, we were bowling, and I was really excited because my two-year-old son, who's sort of like your youngest, is by far the best athlete of the yeah. group. Mm-hmm. So he uh, outbowled both of his older brothers and his mother. Were he's, was he using regular bumpers? Well, he and his brother, yeah, they're all using the same bumpers. Were you using bumpers? No. Oh, okay. I'm not a child. Oh, well, but some um, some of them, it's like yes or no. Some of them, you can't just turn oh, they it can't off. go up or down. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's not the point here. So the point here is my son is, is out bowling his younger brothers. I'm very excited for him. Wait, he beat his and mom? Want, that's embarrassing also. Yeah. She was using bumpers, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really excited, and I take a picture of the board 
to uh, commemorate the fact that my two-year-old dominated his older brothers and his mom. And uh, I, my, my youngest son had his birthday party, or my oldest son had his birthday party at a bowling alley mm-hmm. about a week ago, or exactly a week ago. And um, he was very into, I told him the concept of three straight strikes is called a turkey. Yeah. And I've never gotten a turkey before, no. but I told him that if you get it, then it shows up on the board and it's very exciting. So anyway, um, right at the end of the game, in, in, the, in the eighth and ninth frames, I get two strikes. And, but I don't think anything of it because, you know, I wasn't like I, I, one of the frames I rolled backwards. Like I was sort of messing around with my kids. I wasn't, you know, and then all of a sudden I come up for the 10th frame and I get the turkey and my son starts going nuts. And then, you know, you get the extra roll. I get a strike and then you get the extra roll. I get a strike. So I end with five straight strikes. Mm-hmm. So then we start another game and then I start with two more strikes. So which is insane because I never got three in a row and I got seven in a row. That is crazy. And this is actually a good parents corner. My, my oldest son was so proud of me. It was actually really sweet. That he ran up, at, like he ran up to the front desk and told the people at the front desk, and he started running from lane to lane, telling everybody about what his daddy had just done. That so is that was cute. funny. Maybe, what was your final score part. of the of the of the one with the five? The f- one sixty three. You got a one sixty three with five straight strikes. Well, I guess the, the ending with the strikes isn't so helpful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was at, I was at seventy. I was at seventy three through seven frames, and then I got strike, 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 strike. And what's so, your? Have, you've gotten uh, a two hundred you know, before. I, no, oh no, not even close. But this is by far my best game. Oh really? Oh, because I've I've I'm hit one sixty four three times. The exact same. My high I've hit three times. I've never got one. Well, so I so I so if you get seven consecutive strikes, that's like one hundred and seventy eight right there. Uh-huh. Or no, one hundred and eighty six. I forget what it is. But basically, if you get seven straight strikes, you're guaranteed to get two hundred in a game. But I'll never do that again. I'm sure. It's really like anytime you get a strike, it's like all right, I just need to do that again. And sometimes you can, yeah. but then when you lose it, you <laughs> yeah. never get it back. Oh yeah, exactly. It's the same as pitching. I don't know if you ever pitched in little league. No, I was never the pitcher. Yeah, so you, uh, I, I was, I was not the pitcher, but I was the kind of guy who wanted to be the pitcher. So I got like a couple of chances, mm-hmm. and you throw like a perfect, uh, you know, a perfect fastball. You get a called strike, and you're like, all right, I just need to do that exact same thing. And then you do it the next time you hit the guy. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I would have been the last guy. I have a bad arm. I, I, I like, I can't throw the ball fast. I, I was always the second baseman or the catcher as I got fatter. Yeah. All right, so why did we... Oh, because I said, how's it rolling? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's by now, it's... it's You know, I wanted a podcast a couple of days ago. You weren't available, and I wasn't available. By now, it's Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's almost too late to discuss, you know, the craziest day of football ever. I mean, we could we could go over it, you know, quickly, but I don't think we're going to say anything Yeah, we new. still got to... Well, okay, so I, I think... Well, I have a little bit of a different take than everyone else's take. All right? Mm-hmm. So, the story that's being told is how incredible it is that, you know, it's a ninth Super Bowl for Belichick and Brady and the Patriots... Mm-hmm. You know that that, he, that that they've made that Brady has made the Super Bowl more times than he has made the Super Bowl in his career, et cetera, et cetera. How amazing is Tom Brady? How amazing are the Patriots? That's been like the big narrative of the last twenty four, thirty six hours. Right. I think we need to flip this on its head. I think the story shouldn't be how incredible it is that the Patriots made another Super Bowl. I think the story should be how disappointing the Patriots were for most of this season. In the preseason, I had them ranked number one in my power rankings. They were, according to Vegas, by far the Super Bowl favorite. Both of us said they were the Super Bowl favorite because even I think you had them number two in your power rankings behind the Eagles. But the the NFC had the Eagles, the Vikings, the Saints, the Rams, the Falcons, the Packers. The AFC was trash. So everybody said the Patriots are the overwhelming likely favorite coming into the season to win the Super Bowl. And then what did they do through 16 games? They were plus 111 this year, plus minus. You know what they were in their six divisional games? What? Plus 110. Yeah. 
So basically, they were a perfectly but they, they 500 did on purpose. Team. They pulled out just enough to win. They did not try. Gronk but, didn't try. You know, they, they didn't. Let they didn't try. Oh, so they it. so they they wanted to almost not have a bye. Yes. and have to win in week seventeen. Yeah. That's what they I mean, wanted. Listen, really, they listen, wanted they to be were eleven and the five. The craziest play the whole year away from being the one seed. Also, though, like they were closer. Yeah, I mean, t- they were closer to is, have being the this, one seed than the three seed. I mean, if you flip one play in either direction, they go from you know. But anyways, the point is that to me, the narrative should be the equivalent of if the Warriors this season had struggled all year, had gone like forty nine and thirty three, had been a big disappointment, and then they sneak by getting it quite lucky in Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals over the Denver Nuggets, some upstart team who nobody thought of as a contender before the year. Like that's what the narrative should be here. The Patriots had a disappointing season all year, and at the end of the year, just barely got into where they were supposed to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. My son is crying. What happened? Chester's wife is at the spa with her mom while Alex is watching all three kids and podcasting and probably working. What happened? Who hit you? Eris hit you? Eris, come here. Toby hit you also? Yeah. Oh, my God. You? Everyone's hitting him. They're tag teaming him. Beating up this guy. Anyway, so that that's my narrative. I think the Patriots disappointed all year. And instead of us celebrating them, we should be admonishing them for... I mean, you know, they got very lucky, obviously, to win that game. Yeah, I think you could make a strong case that the two better teams lost. I mean, certainly the quarterbacks, you know, that lost, you know, greatly outplayed the quarterbacks that won. I think uh, if there was a third-place Chiefs-Saints game, I would be more excited about that than the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and for sure. I mean, and also Brady, obviously... Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I, you know, I have my power rankings that I update every week throughout the season, including during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I still, I have New Orleans and Kansas City 1 and 2, and I have the Rams and the Patriots 3 and 4. Yeah, I, and listen, the, those know, were clearly the four best teams. There's not, like, they were a step up from everybody else. But I, there was no difference between the four teams. I, but but it just, you know, I, this, I, to me, the Saints are the best team in the NFL. Like, I don't, I, it's depressing that they're not in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but the Saints outplayed the Rams. The Chiefs didn't really outplay the Patriots. Other than the first, you know, the first fifteen minutes of the game when they got dominated, obviously from that point forward they badly outplayed the Patriots. Well, you could say the same and, thing about the Rams then, also. Yeah, and the and the Patriots also. I mean, the Patriots did not have or Tom Brady anyway did not have a good game. The defense had a good game, obviously. No, Brady in the first was half, bad. And the running Brady game was like game. objectively bad. Yeah, I mean, he threw three interceptions. The, last... the because the, since the offsides by Ford, you know, had really no impact on the play. Like I give him an interception there. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was a free play, like you know, Roger style. Like he, you know, he, it's not clear that he even knew it was in all sides. Mm. So yeah, so Brady, obviously, you have to give him credit for you know the, the converting all those third downs, you know, in the overtime. But it was the kind of game, especially the Chiefs of the four teams had the best offense and the worst defense. So the Chiefs are by far the least advantaged team by a system whereby if the first team gets the ball, you know, they get a touchdown, the game's over. Yes. So Brady's now three and zero in overtime playoff games, and in all three games, the other team never touched the ball. So he went through. By the way, it's pretty crazy uh, on on Simmons this week that he couldn't remember. They said their Patriots had only played two yeah. previous overtime playoff games, and obviously he remembered the Falcons one and and this one. Uh, yeah. He could not remember the other one, which was which was the Tuck Rule game, which he talked about ten times, which he had talked about earlier in that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah bad job by him. And I'm shocked yeah. his his moron nephew uh, producer couldn't come up with it for the next hour of the podcast where he asked him to find it. Yeah, that that guy is uh, not a nepotistic hire at all. He's uh, he totally earned that position. But <laughs> nephew Kyle, sorry nephew Kyle. Um, yeah, so you know my my take on the Patriots is a disappointing season. They 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 should have been by far the best team in the AF, in the AFC, and they sort of weaselled their way in. Very lucky. L- let's go over to the NFC for a second. Obviously, you know the 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 worst blown call in history. I was thinking a lot about the fact that if not for two thousand nine, if if Bounty Gate and the whole NFC Championship game in two thousand nine never happens. I would have been rooting so hard for the Saints 
because they sort of would fit every single def you know rubric of what I normally root for in a team. First of all, it's like a it's like a cursed you know loser franchise that's never won anything. It's an all time great player who's who's never won a title and needs that title on his capstone of his career. Like and and then compare that on the other side with the Rams who don't have any real fans. It's a bunch of posers. Obviously, everyone saw the meme of you know a bunch of L.A. bars being completely indifferent to going to the Super Bowl. It's just I, I should have and I would have been rooting desperately for the Saints, but for the fact that in 2009 they cheated and they got into a Super Bowl they didn't deserve. And so, you know, it's come up and it's finally, you know, I mean, of course, the Rams, the beneficiaries, not the Vikings. So it's not really, you know, beneficial comeuppance for me. But the, Sa- the Saints, you know, I, I hate to say it, but they, they deserved it. And I, I, I posted this on Facebook, but uh, Jerry Chester is even much angrier than me. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jerry Chester told you that he thought that Peyton and Williams should have been uh, kicked out of the NFL for good in 2009, and they yeah. should not. They should still not be in the league. That's my defensive coordinator he's talking about. Yeah. My dad says, "I wish someone on a national level would address the irony of the Saints whining about their loss after what they did intentionally in 2009." So then I said to my dad, "Oh my God, Ares, you need a timeout. Stop crying. Stop crying like a baby. You're six years old." You can act like a man. <laughs> He's not going to lose any of the pieces. It's right here. <laughs> Tried to give him some Godfather-style love. Mm. You can act like a man. Um, yeah, so my dad says, uh, I wish someone on a national level would address the irony of the Saints whining about their loss after what they did intentionally in 2009. Because my dad, you know, he goes to the gym, he works out, he watches ESPN the whole time, and he doesn't see any discussion. So I said to my dad, I said, is my podcast not on a national level? <laughs> And my dad, who doesn't understand what a joke is, says, with all due respect, someone that reaches a big national audience. <laughs> all right, who's this kid talking in the background? Did, did you show him the penalty? Did you ask him if it was a penalty on uh, on on uh, on, Col- on Roby Coleman or whatever? Yeah, but, but can we? Uh, isn't it good in the long run? Because the consequence of this is going to be that they're going to allow reviews of pass interference. No, calls. but they're but they're not going to allow reviews of prospective pass interference. So that's not going to help this call. I I I mean I'm sure they will. Because no, they already the said they will not. The they already said they will. Like they're not even considering it. The competition committee they would consider taking away interference calls, but it would have to be called interference in the first place. They would not consider having a retroactive flag thrown for for a judgment call. They've already said they won't. And what about so wouldn't it and, and what about and and what about hits to the head unnecessary roughness? For safety reasons though, it should yeah, be Yeah, so that may and be that part, also in yeah. this specific case. Um yeah, I mean that would happen now, before. Now it's very rare that that applies to a pass interference. I mean, Roby Coleman really went all out to guarantee himself a penalty mm-hmm. and still somehow didn't get one. Um yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think I don't think they're going to even make changes. I, people are too reactionary to, you know, if, if you weren't if you like, if you weren't yelling for this a week ago, then what are you yelling for now? Like, I let, let's let's let it breathe. All right, the, the referee made a well. And to be fair, Sean Payton and Belichick have been pushing for these plays to be reviewable for years. I mean, you can't review everything without making the game ten hours. Like the Rams no, Saints game happened to have flown by. If you notice, they weren't throwing flags the whole game. Did you notice that beforehand? Akiba, I disagree with you because mm-hmm. you keep the same rules in place about how many reviews you have. You have two reviews per team until the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. So. The, the balance of the game isn't going to take any longer. Oh, right, the, because, the yeah, most can... games have four reviews, which in your way, every game would have four reviews. Well, but then – and then the other rule, which I don't understand why they don't do this, is what other sports do, which is a review is you get a buzz from New York where they have all the cameras, and they just give you the ruling. The ref doesn't have to Hockey jog style. over and look in a little screen. Yeah, the ref on yeah. the field does not have to have any involvement in the, in the decision. I agree. They should centralize it even it more. makes no sense. Yeah, and that would save half the time. 
you just the ref gets buzzed down from you know he has a little buzzer and he's told they're reviewing it in New York and then 30 seconds later all right uh, the call's been reversed and the ref doesn't have to do anything. What's going to be the emo- the most annoying annoying um, subplot for the next two weeks? Well, it's going to be Brady and the Belichick and the Patriots. Obviously, it's just going to be Brady stuff. Yeah, it's going to be nonstop Brady stuff. Are you on board? Like Ro- the Romo love went just the the Romo train is a bandwagon is completely full. Like yeah. the Romo love went was insane. His performance in the second half was better than the Chiefs or the Rams' performances in the second half. So here's the, here's here's my take on Romo. The bad yeah. announcers. We we both ranked announcers in the Facebook group last week. The bad announcers, the Chris yeah. Spielmans of the world, the Moose Johnstons, they try and poorly to do a bad John Madden impression, which is to try and explain what happened, like why this offensive lineman got beat by the defensive lineman, right? Not one person who's watching the game cares about that. 99% of serious football fans did not play football past high school and almost practically 100% of football, you know, people watching, uh, you know, first of all, 98 have never played any organized football. 99 didn't play past high school. It doesn't, you know, using spider two white banana means nothing to anybody. And Tony Romo talks about what will happen and what they should do. Right? He talk he talks about football the way someone in a bar or the way you when you're watching with your friends. Should they call this timeout now or should they save it for after the two minute warning? Should they go for on fourth down or not? It that sounds obvious. Yeah, but no one else. But but no one else can do that because they can't do it. And if they attempted to, they'd be wrong and they'd yeah, look stupid. Yeah, just have smarter announcers is what I'm saying. Because yeah, Chris Spielman can't do that because he would never be right. And Dan Fouts can't do that because he has nothing to add. I agree. But the the point is like, it, just talk about football the way people do when they're with their friends or at a bar. You know, are was was that a good call or not? You, they'll never criticize a coach, which even Romo doesn't really kill any coaches. Yeah, but even if you just but, treat but, it like but you're my a fan, question is much better. If Romo's so successful at this, why is he on CBS? Why is he not working for a team? I think he will. I think he will probably get looks. The problem is, it's very hard to go. John Lynch goes from being a mediocre announcer to a GM. Now, if Romo wants to be a GM, it's not impossible that he could get a gig, but it doesn't really make sense to hire him. Even though Lynch, so far as I guess, done an okay job, it doesn't really make sense to hire someone's. The way the NFL works. You, you sort of need to be an assistant first, right? Nobody has ever gotten hired as a head coach in the NFL without being a coordinator at some level, right? Or at least a quarterback's yeah. coach. And why should Romo give up his cushy job with yeah, no Yeah, first of all, why would you do it? His next contract's going to be making as much as, as you know most coaches in the league do. His next contract's going to be in the $7 million range. Like, that's not much, you know. It, what's he going to make? Eight as a coach? Maximum as a rookie coach? Like... Uh, it, it would be very hard to be a coach without having been a coordinator. So you'd have to go way down in pay and way down the ladder and then hope to be good. It doesn't really work. And I, why would you want to do that? He could he, he could be the Phil Sims for the next 25 years and make, you know, well over $100 million. There's no there, there should be no reason to, unless he's just dying for the competition, there's no reason to go. But, I mean, in theory, if he is so valuable and so accurate, then a team should pay him enough to make it worth his while. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, just because he has good insights on TV, like, by when he's watching the game, like, by that metric, I should yeah. be a head coach. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't think you're accurately predicting, you know, the way that the best defense coordinator in the world would do on every play. No, no, but I feel like I've got good takes, Costanza style. I've, I've got some good, witty remarks. Yeah. I feel and like by the way, I reject the argument that John Lynch has done a good job. You know, his first season, his team won six games. His next season, his team won four games. He gave a record contract to a guy who's played seven games in his career. 
I, uh, so. I don't think he seems over his head. He's found a bunch of decent players, like as UDFAs and late in the draft. Obviously, it's too. Yeah, I'm, you not, know. I'm not. A, I'm how not many a, games? How many games would Jimmy Bill G. Belichick or or you know uh, any any? Well, he's going to be defined by one, Jimmy G. If Jimmy G turns out to be a superstar, then he'll be right. But uh, I don't see any evidence of that yet. So right, they could also be an example of what people have been talking about recently of the twenty five million dollars for the Kirk Cousin type player. Yeah, my kids, by the way, have found all the percussive instruments in this house. Wait, so you are at your in-laws' house in Florida. Correct. And your wife is on a spa day. Can't you tell her you have to work? I am working today. I mean, I've had several work calls with this percussion going on in the background also. It's ridiculous. So your wife is on a spa day with her mom, and you are watching three children. Why don't you bring your nanny to Florida? (laughs) I know that sounds... Uh, we, we We actually did sort of think about it, but... We did not. Listen, I could tell you're not from the five towns because you wouldn't have thought about it. You would have been like, you would have just done it. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So that's what's going on over here. But um, yeah. And I also, and then if you recall last year, or I don't know if you were, you weren't here, obviously, but last year I was here for the NFC and AFC championship games as well. Mm-hmm. And as the Vikings were getting defenestrated by the Eagles, my my in-laws decided it was a good time to invite every Yenta. Yes, that's what I remember. In the neighborhood yeah, this came over. up on the podcast. Yeah, so they did this again this year. Uh, you know, I was obviously less emotionally invested this year, but it was the same thing. I'm trying to watch arguably the greatest day of football ever, and I have 70-year-old ladies wandering into the room and asking me, oh, now I don't like the outfit that that team is wearing with the red shirts. No, that's no good. And so um, mm. that was Yeah, Nike irritating. did start having Jewish ladies design the uniform. <laughs> that should fix the problem. Yeah. Uh, you also had some uh, Is this drumming really bad on your end? Because it's driving me nuts. Oh, it's very annoying. Oh, man. Erez, Kobe, are you guys watching Mr. Rogers? The documentary? Do you want to watch Mr. Rogers? Are they mad it got snubbed? <laughs> yeah, Oscars came out today. That was a bad snub. No, we've turned our kids on to Mr. Rogers because instead of watching like PJ Masks or these other terrible shows, mm-hmm. like Mr. Rogers calms them. He speaks slowly. He speaks calmly. It's actually like really well. well I done do. It works very well. I so. do notice that my son goes insane after PJ Masks. Like he like rips yeah. apart the house after PJ Masks. That's not a bad idea. But he watches a lot of Ryan's toy review now, and I think that's kind of calming also. Yeah, my kids have never, and my kids are like deep into YouTube, so I don't know why, but they've never got into it. He that. never got into it, and then I showed him one for when we did the podcast, and now it's oh, that was a mistake. Watches. If you show him one or two, they will never stop watching, and there's like a lot of them at this point. Yeah, but why would I even need to? No, you shouldn't, but if you did, like they would be into it. All right, you had some UFC takes. You watched the UFC this Saturday night, and you had some takes, and I want to hear them. Well, okay, so I have never seen uh, the UFC before other than the Kimbo Slice fight. You've and, never watched um, any Conor McGregor fights, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar? No. Okay, fine. Never. I mean, I might have seen like a clip here or there, but I've never seen more than 30 seconds okay, for fine. sure. So not. you watched the whole event, the whole two hours or whatever? I went in and out, but I saw a big chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so I came in first where the, um, I think what, the Brazilian Can I ask why were you, fighting. why were you, why, why this, you know, it wasn't a particularly big deal just because it was on ESPN? Well, wasn't this like the first time ESPN? Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 it was. So I guess, I guess they got a lot of viewers like you. That's it. That's interesting. Well, well, I mean, the, well, the real answer is my father-in-law and my brother-in-law were watching, and I just sort of sat down at the TV. Are there big stuff. MMA guys, your father-in-law and brother-in-law? Well, my brother-in-law is one of these guys, sort of like Superfan Robbie, who does jujitsu uh-huh. himself yeah. and sort of fancies himself as, you know, a um, whatever. Sure he's a douche, so I think basically. He... <laughs> no, not at all, but, you know, but he's... <laughs> now he'll beat me up. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's that advanced. I don't think you have to worry just yet. But yeah, so they were watching it. So I decided, all right, I'll give this a watch. And um, it, it, first of all, I mean, I will say, it, 
from an athletic perspective, it's obviously very impressive because it's like so many different sports. And, and I realize how ignorant this sounds to UFC fans, so I apologize in advance. Mm-hmm. But the first half of it is basically like boxing, except they don't have gloves and there are also a lot of kick. Yes. But then at a certain point, they both end up on the ground yes. and all of a sudden it's like wrestling. It's like a completely different, different sport. Different sport, yes. Yeah, you could be a great wrestler yeah. and a bad striker or vice versa. Yeah, so it, it, that part is very impressive. The part that boggles my mind, and I hate to get all John McCain here, but but how is it in 2019 where we're talking about whether football should exist anymore and boxing barely exists anymore? How is it the UFC is super popular? Uh, well, there's less. I mean, first of all, there's less CT study because the oldest you know U, UFC fighter is like 47. Okay, you don't need CT study to see. Um, okay, so what was the fight Peroni or whatever his name is against Alex Fernandez? What are their names? Did I get those remotely correct? Peroni. No, there was nobody. There was some veteran. He yeah, there was some veteran. He's got the most wins ever. I think his name is Peroni or something like that. Oh, Donald Cerrone. Oh yeah, in the prelims. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so he fought um, this guy Alex Fernandez or something like yes, that. Yes, Alex Hernandez. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at okay. the thing. I, I know Cerrone. I don't know Alex Hernandez. Okay. All right. He kicks the guy in the head. The guy collapses to the ground mm-hmm. like like with with no control of his body. Yeah. I listen. I don't have a medical degree. That guy's suffering from from some kind of a brain injury yeah. there. Now and then that was a pretty like on, historically okay. great kick. Also, that was not. Okay. that was like and then and then he jumps on the guy who's like basically unconscious and punches him in the head about another eight times well, in a row until the ref finally stops job. the fight. Yeah, yeah. And my wife happens to come in and sit down right before that fight. Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law and my father-in-law both say, do not let Jen in here. Dr. Jen, of course, as they refer to their sister and, and daughter. Yes. Do not let Dr. Jen in here. If she comes in, it's going to be bad news. So she comes in, she sits down, she sees that fight, and she was so disgusted and upset with us that we were watching this. And, I mean, it is really hard to defend because this guy gets kicked in the head yeah. hard. He's basically unconscious. More and then he gets punched her. in the head several times. There's blood. Yeah. Like, how is this permitted in 20... This, how is this any different than the Gladiators 2,000 years ago? Um, yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It, there, for whatever reason, <laughs> it has much less CT than boxing and football. I think statistically it does yeah. better than boxing and football. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, uh, it kind of boggles my mind. Yeah, so I watched that. It was, I mean, honestly, it was somewhat entertaining, but I did feel very, I, f- I felt like I was ro- watching Gladiator. No, I think you'd get over it after, like, the second time you watched. I'm surprised your bigger take isn't Greg Hardy. Oh, yeah, so then I see that the coming up next fight is Greg Hardy, and then I said to my father-in-law, I'm like, wait a second. So Greg Hardy, the scumbag who, like, beat the crap out of his wife and, you know, threw her on a bed with a bunch of guns or whatever the hell else mm-hmm. he did, was, like, basically banished from the NFL. Yeah. He's welcome with open arms, and he's, like, the headliner oh, yeah. Dana for the sport. Oh, Dana White would let, like, 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 again. like I, the whole ISIS in the UFC if they had if they could, like, uh, you know, sell some Again, the NFL is getting bad PR for stuff that the UFC, like, jumps all over. I just don't understand Oh, everybody, because people care about the NFL. But, like, the media doesn't care about the UFC. It's like a clown show. Yeah, I mean, it's run by, like, Dana White, who's, like, a super Trump supporter, obviously. Uh, he's just a clown. Uh, as opposed yeah. to the NFL. But, yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, and so so then and then Greg Hardy gets on and then he like gets disqualified because he's he's such a cheater and scumbag that he's even too much of a scumbag for the U.S. Right, and he would have won, right? I was not watching that fight, but he would have won, right? He just uh, he just well, he except he decided to knee a guy, It's weird. There should be no rules yeah. when they first started it. The intention was to, for there to essentially be no rules, but they've added a lot of rules. I thought no eye gouging, no fish hooking, right? Yeah, no. It, uh, when they started, the, like the list of rules on, is, on Wikipedia is like very short. Now, now they've added yeah. I, I've read I read that um, that oral history about like the very first one mm-hmm. in Denver. Yeah, where they had the eight people a tournament. Like, totally yeah, they used to do tournaments the first few UFCs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it probably was actually more interesting then to see guys with like totally different set skill sets. Yeah, I mean, and like guys would come Whereas, in with like the geese, like the karate outfit, and then you know. Yeah, I have no idea what's coming. 
Right. Now it's one of the problems they have also is like boxing. Like if you are like 34 and six as a boxer, you're a trash boxer. You have to have like zero yeah. or one or two losses. Where in the UFC, it doesn't really exist. Like, yeah, the guy who yeah, just beat, the guy who just beat uh, Connor Khabib Nurmagomedov is undefeated. But like most most of these guys are like you could be elite and be and be like twenty one and twelve. You know. Uh, yeah. Exactly. All right. So now, having seen it, would you watch UFC again? Like if it was on ESPN, I wouldn't make a point of doing it. Uh-huh. I wouldn't make a point of doing it. But if I sat down with a group of people who are also doing it, and I was, you know, uh, pleasantly buzzed, and I was having a good time with my friends, mm-hmm. I can see watching it. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not about to become like. Now, a how UFC would you fix the sport? Because you just you watched and you said you had some takes for how to how to fix the UFC. Oh well, no. I mean, that was just a joke. You know how like you know like idiot like Bill Simmons is of the world who watched the World Cup every four years. Like, now the problem with soccer is it's on time penalty. Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, I'm not actually gonna be one of those people. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean they've yeah. had a very tough time building stars. One because these guys lose. Two because once they get rich, they don't fight or they go to Hollywood like Ronda Rousey tried to do, but she was such a bad actress she went to the UFC. Well, after watching a couple fights, I would want to fight as little as possible sure. if I could. Sure. <laughs> but you know, you have very few. Like, how many big money fights are you possibly going to have? Even if you get to the top, only a couple. You sort of have yeah, to. Keep it, winning. it is. Imp- it's impossible to be Tom Brady in this sport. Right. Exactly. Like eventually. Yeah. Time will get you, and you will start losing. Like Mayweather is yeah. probably going to retire undefeated, but like, you know, in the UFC, it doesn't really happen. Like when they brought up the fact that the Cerrone character had the most wins ever, yes. they said that like in the pre in the run up to fight. I, I, I like to me, and I know nothing about UFC. That was an obvious way of saying, oh, so this guy's a mediocre fighter because the greatest fighters wouldn't have the most. Correct. Wins right, right. Yeah, he's even enough. now later in his career, he fights like three or four times a year because you know if you could make a hundred grand, two hundred grand fighting. You you do it a few times a year, whereas like Conor McGregor makes twenty million, he's only going to do it once. Yeah, yeah. It's a sport where you want to participate in the sport as little as possible. If you're a participant, in the right? Cerrone's so <laughs> fought seven times since January 2017. Like most elite guys, have probably fought two or three in that span. He's also yeah. lost four of them. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, do, do you consider yourself a UFC fan? I uh, see. It's funny because Chuck Klosterman had that great take, which was like, "There's no casual UFC fan," which is like everyone either watches are. everyone. But I I say I'm casual, like. I check the results for almost every event, but I, I only watch the really big ones. I sort of see, like, our, who are the prospects? I, at one point, did have a Chester-type top 10 list for everybody, but it was just too much to update. There's, there's also, there used to be, like, 60 people in the whole UFC, and now there's, like, 400, because there used to be five divisions. And, and so they added women, that's, like, another three, and then they added the, the small guys, too. So now I think there's, like, 10 belts or something. It's just impossible to track. Like, even Die Hard can't really track what's going on. And there's way more fights. There used to be a UFC every month. Now there's like a UFC, you know, which used to be called Fight Night. Now it'll probably be called UFC on ESPN. So they do like 20 cards a year at least. It's very hard to track. You know, we, we don't have a topic for next week, so we need people to send in. Do you want to watch the Royal Rumble and do the Royal Rumble next week? Because that's on Sunday night. I think we tried that last year, right? That's the one where 30 people keep coming in and you don't know who's coming. You don't know what the Royal Rumble is? No, I do. 30 guys yes. come out one at a time. Yes. Yeah, you you made me watch it a couple of years ago. Yeah, and we've never had the fades on this podcast. He was a, he was a very frequent guest of the original Thirty Two Fans podcast. We could yeah, we could he's, try a, he's hard to nail down. I know he slipper. wants to come on. He, he I think he would, but I, we've asked him like twenty times to come on the show, but then we sort of cancel. On no, him. he he asked to come on. Yeah, but then w- when we actually offer him, he's not available. W- so would you watch the Royal Rumble for next week's podcast? Sure. If you send me a link, I got to log in with your password or that whole comp- complicated thing. I will take notes. We can do that for next week's podcast. Yeah, but let's get a third guest on, whether it's the fades or whoever else. Let's get somebody who knows what they're talking about. Okay, fine. All right, uh, fine. Let's talk about the Super Bowl for a minute because next week's pot, we'll do a Super Bowl wrap up, but we're not going to do a preview next week, I don't think. 
So, um, what? First of all, I am going to pick the Patriots. Are you picking? Are you picking the Rams or the Patriots? I mean, this is a tough one. So I think I might do what I did with the Rams and the Saints, where I took the points, but but uh, took the Saints to win. But there are no points. There, isn't there like one and a half right now? Well, yeah. So. The Rams are clearly the better team. It opened at minus all, one. I guessed it would be Patriots minus two and a half or minus three. So I was way off. Well, so I, I had guessed, yeah. Minus Patriots one is a pick. In, in a postseason game, minus one is, is a pick em, right? There's literally no difference between they, Well, so here's the thing. There's, well, I mean, you could have a pick em spread because, right, it's not going to be a push because there's no ties right. in the playoffs. There is no more public game of, of in all of sports than the Super Bowl, right? Like most people who bet on the Super Bowl do not bet the rest of the year, barely watch football, right. I would guess. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Patriots with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going to be the favorite over a team where the like my wife doesn't even know what city they play in, mm-hmm. nor do most people who live in that city, I right. would guess. So I, I understand why the line is you know New England minus two, but the Rams are clearly the better team at, other than at quarterback and, and even at, at coach, I would say. you know Usually, obviously, Belichick's an advantage, but the, the Rams have a better defense. The Rams have better skill position guys. I mean, the Rams are the better team. Uh, you know, so I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take those two points, mm-hmm. but I guess I would probably, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably pick the Patriots. Gun to my head, just because that's that's the life. Uh, but you're gonna be rooting for the Rams. Well, of course. I mean, everyone is. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see the the. I I don't know. Are people gonna be excited for the Super Bowl? I guess it doesn't matter. You're gonna watch it anyway. But I, I'm just not excited. Yeah, I haven't been excited for a Super Bowl in my lifetime. So I mean, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. My dad takes my mom out during the Super Bowl. Figure yeah, the, any restaurant you could get a reservation, it's empty. Um, I uh, what's it called? The Todd Gurley thing with the the meme with him holding the re- that he posted with him holding the referee's uniform and the referee holding his uniform. Did you see that? Mike Francesa thought it was real. Yeah, that was very funny. Mike Francesca's a moron. It's funny because like never watch your heroes get old, you know. He's uh, he's gotten old, and man, like is is he showing his ass right now? Like he is so dumb. You know what you need? Like if I was that rich, just have like a social media expert, just like pr- approve all your posts and everything you say. Have some twenty two year old kid working at like who's at Queens College, like working for free. Yeah, guys, Chester is paying attention to his kids. He's not paying attention to the podcast right now. <laughs> what are your kids up? To? <laughs> No, I'm actually uh, I'm I'm just thinking like like this uh, 2020 Democratic uh, campaign okay. is going to be like a miserable experience. That's what you're thinking about right now during the podcast. The 2020. Yeah, we should do a Royal Rumble of like the 20 Democratic candidates. I think. Uh, like in what? How do we? How do? How do they Royal Rumble? I don't know. You put it in your video game and you let them come out one at a time. Well, so a lot of them are women. I was told that they can't do. Uh, you can't do an intergender Royal Rumble. Yeah, doesn't WWE know we live in a post-gender society? Uh, yeah, there should be an agender option. I agree for the uh, for the Royal Rumble. I'm sure Vince McMahon and Linda, who's in the Trump administration, are, are working on that right now. So you you posted yeah. your your preferred candidates. Are you getting a lot right of- now? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to change. Well, you also don't know. Oh, like, I mean, Bernie hasn't now? said he's running. Um, even Biden hasn't declared, right? I I included the ones. The New York Times is different categories. I included the ones in the likely to run can- category. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I will say this. I you know I've never had a tweet go viral. I'm, I'm not like uh, you know super Kiwi with his uh, uh, you know two thousand followers mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But I thought I thought for sure if I've ever had a tweet that deserved to go uh, viral, other than I guess maybe my Game of Thrones one, which you know got seventy or eighty yeah. likes or something like that. Um, I thought I thought my my tenure challenge, my page, uh, my Saints tenure challenge one. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, so but. let me see this tweet. Can you explain it while I look for because I didn't even see it. Which one? Oh, okay. So your tenure challenge cheaters never prosper. So two thousand nine. 
It's yeah. The truth is, the truth is that should yeah. This is good. That should have gone viral. It's it's them cutting off Bre- Favre's head. You know, it's or you know what you should have done. You needed to you needed to post it into like the Viking subreddit or the Ram like a not like a Falcons Vikings or Ram subreddit like somewhere where they're anti Saints right now. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not a redditor. Right? Is that how you get things to go viral? I think that's you get your I think that's fans the way. Yeah, I think that's the way Th- that particular tweet would have would have gone viral. But it is a really good tweet. You could you could link it in the show. I don't even know some of the people. You rank twenty people like. Hickenlooper, there's a guy named Hickenlooper running. Is that John? So John Hickenlooper is the governor of Colorado. Uh-huh. He is. He went to college with my dad, and also he was the boss of my friend from law school, who was the who was the uh, marijuana policy director. So he was. So he. Colorado, that's like a. Andrew that's Friedman. like a sympathy eighth slot, even though obviously like I have a no. Well, okay, no. The reason he has no chance is because he's very into bipartisanship and like working across the aisle. Nobody knows who he is. is. He's not famous. You have to be famous to be in these things. It's quick. I, uh, he's. I mean, he's the governor of a pretty major state. There's so. somebody named Bullock. I assume that's Sandra Bullock, 14. <laughs> no, Steve Bullock. No, he's so. I mean, he's a guy who I basically never heard of before. Like I read that he was running for president a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So the ones I never heard of, independent of the running for president, would be Bullock, Delaney, Yang, Delaney. and Ojeda. Yeah. Probably so Ojeda, like Bobby Ojeda. No. Ojeda. Whatever. Yeah. That, he's like a Trump supporter from West Did Virginia. Did you not know so. that Bobby Ojeda's name was Ojeda until right now? No, I, I knew that he was, but okay. I'm guessing this guy is like a is like I mean I guess he's probably Latino with that name, but he again he like he probably voted for Trump over Hillary in 2016. So if if you're Latino and, and you vote for Trump, the, you and lose he's the right for the Democratic spot. Yeah, then you lose the right to pronounce your J's love, as, uh, as soft J's. If he if he's a Trump yeah. supporter, <laughs> the Democratic not. I don't know this guy, but so who's Joe Friedman? Joe Friedman is some guy who just tweeted at me his own ranking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. him. And he has Tulsi Gabbard number one. Now Tulsi Gabbard is like a complete scumbag. Maybe he's so. Tulsi Gabbard's like a press secretary. Well, I'm just not sure if he's being tongue in cheek or if he's being serious. No, I just clicked on this tweet. He's he's got his profile is hashtag fire Bruce Allen. Okay. Hashtag Tulsi Tulsi twenty twenty. So he's a Tulsi supporter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh she's a supporter of uh Is Oscar De La Hoya running? He has Oscar De La Hoya twenty ninth. I don't know. On his but list. she uh she's a supporter of dictators around the world like Assad. And she uh, is violently anti-LGBT. So she's sort of apologized for the latter. For the former, she says, well, it's okay to have met with him. Like, yeah, it's okay to meet with him. It's not okay to spout his party line. So uh, Tulsi Gabbard also, who sort of played around with supporting Trump. Um, yeah, so she's no good. Yeah, everybody uh, came to this football podcast, the, you know, the week of between the championship games and the Super Bowl for some Tulsi Gabbard takes. Yeah. Anyway, that's what people are coming to this podcast for. Uh, all right. So, yeah, tell us what you want to hear next week. Uh, Royal Rumble, something else. Uh, this was truly an electric episode. One of the one of the best ones. Yeah, if we had recorded this Sunday night, it would have been a lot better. But I wanted I wanted to record it yesterday. You were you were with your freaking kids all day. Your wife doesn't know your work schedule. Yeah. Just tell you're working all day, and then she's got to watch the kids. That's what I do. It works well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works well. Like she, not listen, for my marriage. Need, you have a good marriage. She needs like, she needs her spa day. She works hard. My wife works sixty seven days a year. All right, she deserves spa. six or seven days a year. <laughs> yeah, that's that's six or seven more than my wife. I got more kids crying. We're going to wrap up this uh, podcast. All right. Keep it real, everybody. All right. I will really rumble with you next week. I, by the way, I did say if I could wrap up, uh, my, I was, my, my dad and my wife were, were ragging on me because they realized I don't know any kids' names. Like my cousins, uh, you know, like friends' kids. I don't know anybody's kids' names. And my dad's like, uh, oh, I bet you know Chester's kids' names. And I'm like, well, I know like there's an Erez, but I don't know his kids' names. And actually, there was a person there who knew one of your kids' names because you... 
you sort of made the news with naming one of your kids. And then and then uh, I said I didn't know, but then you posted your kids' names yesterday. So now I, I sort of know them, even though I think these are fake names. What is a bland meal? Can you explain that also? <laughs> I don't know. As opposed to most uh, airplane meals, which are so flavorful. I just love the whole words of the Turkish thing. Like, you can rendezvous with, like, they use the word rendezvous twice in one sentence. I don't eat on the plane anyway. Do you, are you a plane eater? Do you eat on the plane? Well, it depends. I mean, it depends. What, if you fly a lot, you get good food because you can have actually normal food as opposed to packaged garbage. You don't get good garbage. food. Like, it's, unless you're in first class or business, like, you don't get good food. Yeah, it's fine. You should really become one of these good. guys that flies business and you put your family in, in coach. That's Those are the classy guys. You should start <laughs> doing that. Yeah, I need to ask my boss for another raise. He just gave me a microphone raise. So, I, you know. Yeah, he gave you an extra fifty bucks, and now you just need <laughs> how much is how much is a a business class ticket to Florida? It's not that bad. Um, all right, are we discussing anything else? Are we discussing the Oscars at all? Are we discussing the baseball? I know. Hall of Fame I think we'll save our movie takes. Yeah, you could talk about the Hall of Fame. We'll save our movie takes for the movie podcast soon. All right. Well, the Hall of Fame takes aren't going to be. You know, we're not going to know who won until after we're done recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. So the only the only question is: Is Musina in this year or next year? Because he's going to be very close. I think Musina will end up with seventy two and he'll get in next year easily. Edgar will end up yeah. with. I'm going to say with. And then, and then I guess the only other question is: Do a couple guys who should be in drop off the ballot? All no, together? no. I no, think every, we know who's going to drop off the ballot. I think Young is going to drop off the ballot. I don't think there's any suspense. Right, yeah, Walt, you know, the only the, the one shocker would be Pettit, but I think Pettit should stay on with like six percent. But Pettit has an actual chance of falling off the ballot, which would be insane. Yeah, you think he's going to fall off the ballot? Wow. No, oh, he's only at 6% right now. Through I thought everybody liked him, even though even though he admitted that he took steroids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, otherwise he would be yeah. near me. All right, Keith. This is enough podcasting for this week. I got to go deal with my kids. All right, have a good one. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, these late nights and these long drives Four moons under dark skies Tears fall behind phone screens Lonely hearts lead to bad dreams Wish that I could be there for you I hope the life will be fair for you It's hard to sleep cause I'm always thinking And passing out off the codeine And I hope you know that I'm not complaining Hope you know I appreciate it Every day is just filled with love And every day is just thanks and praises But memories of your birthdays They give me in the worst ways And you say that it's okay When you get home we can celebrate Mom, if you can hear me, I think I made it 20,000 fans front the stage I'm standing on I want you to know I appreciate it One day I'll come home, we can celebrate Mom, I gotta go, the curtain's calling All the way from Rome, I'm really sorry Tell my little sister, I said hey One day I'll come home, we can celebrate not the money, not the fame Love the struggle, love the pain After all that we have gained We realize we're all the same Sacrifice, my brothers cried We've been gone when family died Losing my focus, symphonies open Singing my opus just for a moment One day I'll get home, we can throw a big party Invite all the people that helped us get started To all of you want us to feel like a martyr Don't ever give up, you just gotta go harder Mom, if you can hear me, I think I made it 20,000 fans from the stage I'm standing on
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.